The reading for this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 15, 1 through 8. You'll be able to follow it through, if you'd like to, in the bulletin. Jesus is speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Amen. So Jesus says, I am the vine and we all are the branches. And if we abide in him, then we will bear much fruit. That's really the message, but I'm going to keep talking <laughs> nonetheless. The, it, it's as simple as that. Jesus says, if you want to, if you want to produce fruit, then stick with me. Abide in me. Stay connected in the same way that a branch is connected to a vine in this he's talking about grapes at this moment but in the same way that the branches are connected to a trunk Jesus says be connected to me and I will be connected to the source of everything that is living that's that that source that comes only from God that spirit of life that is in the world, that is in Jesus, that is in you and me, in the same way the, the nutrients of the soil and the roots and the water come and feed the trunk that in turn feeds the branches. Jesus says, if you abide within me, I will feed you and you will bear fruit. You will produce something that's good good out there and you know what the observation i want to make as we're doing this is that is that the not only does the tree or or any plant not only does the tree draw the the nutrients out of the soil up into the trunk not only do the branches draw uh, uh, food from the trunk in order to grow and to produce leaves but once that branch starts to produce leaves and produce fruit then the tree also feeds the trunk back 
the leaves spread out. The reason they're spread out like that is so that they can absorb the sun and go through the process of uh, photosynthesis and produce chlorophyll and suck all of the carbon dioxide out of the air. We need a lot more trees because we're producing a lot more carbon dioxide than the trees are eating. But in a perfect world, there's a, there's a balance there. And the trees drink in that carbon dioxide and produce out oxygen for us to breathe and, and brings nutrients back in to the trunk, back into the soil. And as those leaves die and fall and are back into the soil, they produce nutrients for the soil and, and important chemicals that make the soil rich and, and organic. And so there is this, there is, it's not just one way, which I think is interesting. Jesus, Jesus is, all, is focusing on what abiding in the vine produces for the branches. But Jesus doesn't touch on the fact that the branches give back to the vine as well. In other words, if we are the branches, the body of Christ relies on us for some stuff too. And receives from us. When we abide in Christ, it honors Jesus. When we abide in Christ, it accomplishes the things of God. When we abide in Christ, the kingdom of God grows and God's will is done. When we abide in Christ, we become the hands and feet of of Jesus Christ in this hurt and broken world in truth because Jesus went back to God a long time ago and the only way the world sees Jesus now is because of the Jesus in you and me. The spiritual infilling we have and when we behave, when we do the will of God, when we abide in Jesus and we bear the fruit, that's the only way people see who Jesus is in the world today is through you and for me. I hate to put all this pressure on you. I know it's a lot to handle. But the only way... The world's going to know Jesus is if we abide and are faithful and bear the fruit that is evidence of God's presence in the world today. Amen? Amen. Right? You know that. We are those hands and feet of Jesus. And when we can find ourselves, when we can lock ourselves in, And we abide in Jesus. And, you know, I could talk about how we do that a little bit. But I think you know. I think you know that those mornings when you are drained dry. I'll never understand this. And and I have some people that are helping me understand. I'm coming closer to understanding this. But when you are drained dry. And you are just feeling empty. And Sunday morning rolls around. And immediately you think, oh, I just can't face, I can't get up and get dressed, shower, (laughs) go to church. Uh, It feels like a weight on your shoulder. That is usually the the exact time when you ought to come here and get your cup filled. 
to the person, to the person when they've come to, when, when they've said, I just don't feel like I can, I want to be, I'm in a state and I don't even know if I want to go to church. When they choose to, to the person, they've always said, you know what, I wasn't going to come to church today, but I'm really in glad I did. Why? Because Jesus is, this is how we abide. <laughs> Jesus is here and we, and we reconnect when we worship together. It's a mystery. I don't know how it works, but we, we sing and we share God's word and we connect with each other and we pray with and for one another and it's just, it fills us up. Amen? You know what I'm talking about. And, you know, it, it's reading God's Word, but it's also reading God's Word in a way that helps us grow. Like what I was talking about with the young people earlier. It's reading God's Word in a way that actually helps us to grow and be nurtured and become connected to God and feel inspired to change the world. That's what God, that's what Jesus, the, the gospel writers hoped that when they wrote that down, when Luke was writing all this stuff out and he's, he's erasing things and he's doing his sixth draft and he's finally going, man, this is good stuff. This is really going to get him moving. What Luke hoped was that we would be so inspired by the story of Jesus Christ that we would abide in Jesus and get out there and transform the world into the kingdom of God. Again, more pressure, I know. But this is what Luke wanted when he wrote the gospel. And Mark too. And Matthew. And John. John had a lot of other stuff going on. But John also wanted us to transform the world. That's what those stories are meant to do. Inspire us to abide in Jesus in the hopes of bearing fruit. And for us as a collective body, that bearing fruit is realizing the kingdom of God in our own world. What does that look like as a community? Well, it looks like it looks like healing. It looks like healing those who have been harmed by the church. It looks like healing those who are carrying the weight of shame and pulling that weight off. It looks like being a sacred space where people can come with their whole selves. Warts and all, all the things that feel like shortcomings and missed marks. And be in the presence of God and be loved and affirmed by us. Healing. Justice is what it, fruit looks like in our community. Standing up for the kingdom of God when we look at the world and we say, this is not what Jesus intended. This is not the way God made it. This is not the good world that was created in Genesis. We need to work toward that and we need to lift high the kingdom of God as Jesus saw it. That is, and every time I say the kingdom of God, what I really mean is the world as it would be if God were in charge and not Caesar or not President so-and-so or not dictator so-and-so or not any of the leaders we have now. (laughs) If God were in charge, this is how the world would be and it's our job to say, this world could be better. And it begins with people and 
treating people better and justice. Amen? It looks like joy. It looks like the joy of being a family together and being in fellowship. It looks like transcendence. And by that I mean we are all so different from one another. We are, some of you are so different. (laughs) And sometimes, I know I seem really different sometimes than than people you've met before. We're all, we all kind of let our freak flag fly around here and we're all kind of quirky. And we bring all that together, and yet we are one in Christ. That's what, that's what matters. Our love for each other and our love for Jesus Christ transcends all of those quirky differences. And even when we don't get along, we eventually come back together in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So we live it out. That's what fruit looks like. And in our individual lives, Paul goes on to tell us what what fruit looks like when we abide in Jesus. What fruit looks like is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Galatians 5 tells us that there is no law against this kind of fruit. That when we abide in Jesus, we know a joy that is even present when we're feeling sad and difficult. You know, joy is not happiness. Joy is that transcendent understanding that God is in charge. Love that, that binds one, an agape kind of love, a godly kind of love, an unconditional kind of love. That is a fruit that comes from abiding in Jesus. Not a fruit we can produce on our own. It's one that's produced by the Holy Spirit. Joy, peace, patience. Patience, my Lord. You know how Jesus teaches us patience? Giving us situations where we have to be patient. (laughs) And the Lord is teaching us that sometimes. And yet, when we abide in God, when we abide in Christ, we know a patience that we otherwise might not understand. And even when we lose patience, we can count on God to bring us back and show us how to get back there. All of these fruits within ourselves gentleness i'm not a gentle person by nature it's only when the holy spirit is at work that you see me being gentle Uh, that is a definitely a fruit of the spirit in me self-control well i'm looking for that one i'm hoping for that one uh especially around the dinner table Uh, (laughs) hoping to get a little more self-control All of those things. What Paul seems to be telling us is if you want these in your life, it's not something you can stir up on your own. It's not something you can conjure. You don't go out and say, you know, go be joyful. I can't convince you to go be joyful. And that sounds so contrived. You're not going to be joyful. Joyful is a product of something. And in this case, it's the product of being in Jesus Christ. Amen? And abiding in Christ. Abiding in God through Christ and having that constant presence. And it's nurturing that. And how we nurture that is we seek out growth. You know, and I'm, I want to be honest with you. The engagement in the programs in this church that are designed to help us grow our faith and grow spiritually are somewhat anemic. The participation in spiritual growth activities in the church... Are, is minimal. 
and minuscule. And I'll take some of the blame for that in, in maybe the programs we offer. Uh, <laughs> however, how often do you go looking for places and opportunities to grow spiritually, to learn something more, to exercise your faith, to feel that sense of connection, to learn a new discipline that is going to feed your soul so that you know when you get up on Sunday morning that you will be fed when you come here. That, that comes from nurturing that, that discipline of being in Christ and growing spiritually, constantly looking to learn something new. And so we're entering, and I want to share this with you. As a church, we are entering a season of discernment. And it's a time for us to grow as a church. We, and we're hoping that what comes out of that is fruit. It's fruit that we want to bear. So the season of discernment, I'll be talking more about it at the quarterly business meeting, but basically we're hoping to have one-on-one conversations with every active participant in this congregation. Not just to talk about all the things you hate that are going on or all the things you like that are going on. Not just to collect your complaints. I got plenty of those. (laughs) What I really want to know is what gets you going? What inspires you? And what brings you here? And what are you looking for when you come here? What is God telling you? Because I can guarantee you this. We are called together for a purpose. Amen? We are called together to accomplish things. God has a vision for us as a congregation. And it's I I got a pretty good idea of some of those things. But I also, we need to collectively discern that together. And this is one of the ways we're going to do that. I'll talk more about that as time goes on. But right now, as we come into this time of celebration, it's really a time for you to look within yourself. To look within yourself and say, how am I abiding in Christ? And what is the fruit I'm hoping for? What is it I'm hoping to get out of this relationship with Jesus? And maybe even more significantly, what is Jesus looking to get out of this relationship? (laughs) What is Jesus hoping for in you and in us? You should have an apple with you and a hook. You need the hook. It's important. They're over here if you didn't get one. Feel free to get up and get one. But you should have this apple. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play my guitar for a few minutes. I want you to think about this abiding in Jesus and what fruit do you hope gets produced in you in the year to come? And then I want you to turn over the apple and ask yourself, what fruit do you hope gets produced in the congregation, in the church? What fruit do you hope to see in this community come out in the year to come? And then, uh, so I'm going to start playing. You're welcome to pray on this for a minute, and then there should be some pens if If they're not working, just share amongst yourselves. But uh, when you feel ready, come on over and hang it on the tree. The tree's a little smaller than I thought. So uh, uh, where's Tommy? Tommy's going to come. He'll be available to stand on that cube and put it up high. I don't want any any of you older folks doing that. So yeah, but Tommy, it's you know, (laughs) he's young. So. 
He'll, he'll be available to just hand him your apple if you wanted to put it up high. Okay? So I'm going to pray, and then you can go ahead and think about your, your fruit. Our loving and gracious God, we thank you so much for the call to abide in you. We thank you that you are available to abide in and that you long to have that kind of deep-rooted connection with us. And we pray for the courage and the strength to work at abiding in you in the hope of good fruit. God, help us now. May your Holy Spirit be with us now as we think through what kind of fruit do we expect to see come out of our relationship with you. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.
and with thanksgiving, I'll be a living God's holy Lord, prepare me a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll Just for you. 